0: So when we went to war, I saw your
1: all over me. Megan Hicks of Iron Far, and I'm with Tim Tollefson. It's a couple days before the 2018 UTMB. Hi Tim.
0: Hello. Nice to see you again.
1: <laughs> you too. How's it going? It's
0: going pretty well. Yeah.
1: So we're here at the uh, finish line of all of the races and the, the kids race, the teenagers race, the YCC is going to fire off in a few minutes.
0: Yeah. It, uh, it's, it's not a bad place to be on this, this afternoon.
1: All of your future competition yeah. is warming up and about to race. They
0: look pretty fierce, honestly. <laughs> like those kids have some wheels. <laughs>
1: You are not in unfamiliar territory right now. This is your fourth time here at the UTMB Festival of Races. Yeah. One C C C C two UTMBs, and if I can get all my acronyms right, you're back for another go at UTMB.
0: Yeah, one more. It uh, I well, guess one more. Well, I guess uh, no, I'll backtrack that. I, but yeah, it is its fourth year in a row. It uh, it seems to be a place that I I've always had on my calendar. So yeah. I guess it's, it's gone all right, but there's still some unfinished business out there.
1: Unfinished business. Now, you are a person who now has two third-place finishes at UTMB and a second-place finish at CCC. I think there's a lot of people out there who'd love to have your resume, but you still have unfinished business?
0: I'm a student of the sport. I'm learning every <laughs> year, and uh, I, Lindsay pointed out to me that this, or I guess this month is my marks my fourth year of ultra running and friday will be my third 100 mile race and it happens to be my third utmb mm. it, uh, so on paper i guess maybe zach and i are the two least experienced 100 mile racers in the field but uh, it's kind of fun to be the underdog
1: um yeah that concept of uh, of being an underdog american is something that i think it punctuates your name now I can't help but wonder: Do you like that feeling? Do you wish that sort of people's opinion of you matched your performances here? How does that How does that feel?
0: I'm fine with it. It uh, <laughs> I don't I don't want my face up on a billboard, and uh, <laughs> I, I think that experiencing this week at UTMB is really fun because mm-hmm. it's unlike the energy and kind of the fanfare is unlike anything else we'll find in the ultra world. But then. After one week, I get to go go back to the Sierra and kind of tuck away into the mountain and just enjoy time with friends up uh, in the Alpine and kind of escape. So I, but I, it's, I guess personally for, for ultra running, I'm not looking for any self-validation or kind of like, I don't measure my self-worth through results. I'd love to win this race. That's why I keep coming back. But if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be broken. And it's not what I'm seeking out there is the, the, kind of the the number one objective so yeah if my name's not written in the stars so be it
1: um i want to talk for just a minute about sort of the ground feel of ground zero utmb um you've said before that you really like the energy here it's selfie city down there as you're walking the streets to and to and fro you're yeah selfied by a lot Uh, of people or with a lot of people yeah, for people watching this who haven't been to Chamonix, mm-hmm. transport them here. What's it really like?
0: Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I think it's just kind of the collection of a lot of passionate trail fans globally that kind of just migrate to the valley here each end of the uh, end of August each year, and it is fun. Kind of like I mentioned, where. You know, since we no- don't experience this normally, where if someone notices you or wants a photo, it's it's kind of you know the novelty is there and <laughs> it's enjoyable. But I I don't like selfies, so I I will never <laughs> hold the camera. But uh, if someone takes it, I'm I'm happy to. Um, but uh, I just don't think I have the selfie face. You know, not the right angles. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's neat because you just have a lot of like-minded people <clears throat> that are drawn here probably because they're. They're, you know, enamored by the the thought of a, a grand tour of Mont Blanc. And it, uh, it's an adventure that we're all sharing. And if you're first or if you're at the very back or probably the bell curve is in that 40 to 44 hour mark, you know, that's majority of people are going to be finishing there. I think it's just kind of kind of a fun experience where it I guess it kind of is like a major city marathon and the Super Bowl rolled in to a trail event, which mm-hmm. I mean, stateside, you couldn't envision that. It, um it just and wouldn't I don't exist. think you can
1: create it there. Yeah, I don't think you can. And yeah. but
0: I think that's neat that we don't have it. Also, because I mean, I was talking to Francois, and a lot of Americans come over here, and we're we're just blown away how you have these refugios or huts, and you can run to places and have nice meals, but what we don't recognize is you lose true wilderness. Like Francois loves coming to California or, you know, anywhere in the, the Western United States because he can go out and run the JMT and cross maybe one road, see a few hikers. Right. And to him, that is something beautiful.
1: And zero people ask him for a selfie. No one time. will
0: ask him. They would look and be like, why do you have so much spandex on?
1: So weird, all that kit. Yeah. <laughs> Although so, they wouldn't say kit either. No, no.
0: But I think it's, it's neat that we have both ends of the spectrum. So it's for us Americans, it's kind of something unique to be out here
1: yeah so let's talk about your preparation for this race i mean to improve from a couple third places here to something like second place or a win we're talking about like micro improvements you know day-to-day micro improvements in your training you know very small percentage points mm-hmm. is that sort of how you look at your preparations for this if i can make myself just a teensy bit better on this day then it'll add up in 72 days or pretty whatever? much okay
0: yeah i personally, I find that if I tweak too many variables at once, I'm going to burn out. And I kind of did that leading into Trans Grand Canary this year. Okay. I got real aggressive. And I got you excited. Trained hard, right? I trained really hard <laughs> and I was perhaps the fittest I've ever been, but I broke before the race started. So it was all, all lost. And so this summer, I, I definitely was more calculated where I didn't want to build as hard. Um, but I also was dealing with some, some iron issues that prevented mm. my buildup. And so I think maybe that was a blessing where I feel like I'm rounding into fitness. Currently, okay. where in an ideal world, if I had been able to design it, I would have done more before this race. But with a few key workouts, they went better than before last year's race. So it uh I think I'm in at least as good of shape. And the more I'm I say more, it's my third hundred, so I can't speak <laughs> like a veteran, but I think that at this point, if you're healthy, that's half the battle. And mentally if you're in the right mindset and like you're ready to engage in those low moments or find a reason to push on, I think that. Um, that's a really important piece of, you know, kind of the puzzle. And it's a variable that I'm ready to embrace. And I'm hopeful that, you know, I've done enough physical training that my mental kind of capacity will be able to carry me through as I manage the little variables that are are critical to executing a, a good hundred miler.
1: Um, what's your secret to closing well? Because you're a person you, yeah, like you said, this is your third hundred. They've all been here, but you've successfully closed both of your previous races.
0: I think the key is you got to walk the early hills out of La- <laughs> like to La-Zouche, where you're getting passed by women and like guys in their 70s but uh I I think that uh managing my emotions early on kind of having an emotional control to not burn too many matches in the first 100k 120k um kind of is something I have I've mentioned in the past I have drawn from my marathon experience where anyone can run a hard 20 miles in a marathon it's what you do the final 10k and that's how as i re- approached the 100 mile distance i had a healthy respect for it just it's so unknown and so daunting that i wanted to run a good 120k and then bring home hard 50k and it uh so that's kind of been the approach but both times so that's that's why where i was so conservative early on i had a lot left in at the end there well i think we have the masses yeah, yeah there
1: we go You can Uh, just see them in the corner of the interview. That's awesome. Ale, ale, ale! Ale, ale!
0: Um, (laughs) That is really cool. Go, Jack!
1: Go, Jack! (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, But I think that um, I also... I wouldn't have changed either of my experiences. They worked out. But I did finish with a little too much energy at the end. And so if I can... Both times? Both times. Okay. So... I mean, last year, much less energy, but still maybe a a fraction too much where um, I think uh, like, I mean, I came out of it really well, remarkably. But so this year, I think I'll be a little more aggressive early on. But aggressive for me doesn't mean, you know letting my ego feel like I need to lead the race or I'm, be right I'm
1: there. I love
0: being alone. So 99, <laughs> 95% of my training is solo. So if I'm with other guys and they take off, I'll be like, Au revoir. <laughs> like
1: says the guy who came to the race event with 10,000 people total. It, yeah. <laughs> I love being alone.
0: <laughs> well, the front runners, we have a different experience than the, the conga lines, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I think that finishing strong is a, is, is a goal. And you enjoy the race more if you're not just grasping for straws. Like as Brian saw at my trans Gran Canaria in 2016, it was the most miserable death march I've ever had. And I think maybe that's, that instilled even more healthy respect to like, you know, not uh, bite off too much early on. And, and, you know, it may mean that I, I don't pull a Zach Miller and I have those amazing, like once in a lifetime performances. But if I, had to look back on my career and I missed out on a few, but I enjoyed the journey along the way. Honestly, I think I'd be okay with that. So
1: didn't run for 60 K or 80 K feeling awful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When you're
1: in a beautiful place like this,
0: when you see, when you can look into Zach's eyes at the end of one of those races, it's enough to give you nightmares. And I don't (laughs) want to ever feel that way. (laughs) um, (laughs) I love Zach. And I, I I mean, I'm, I respect the hell out of him, but uh, I don't think I have it in my personality to do that.
1: Um, my Brian says that a lot, too, yeah. that he just doesn't like to suffer that bad. I'm a, I'm kind of a wimp.
0: I, I push really hard in training, and then the race itself is the victory lap. You know, I'm going out there to share it with others, and, and I mean, I'm going to be competitive. I'm going to dig as hard as I can, almost as hard as I can, but uh, yeah, I don't like to hurt that much.
1: I want to talk for a second about the concept of an American man winning UTMB. This is a thing that lots of Americans like to talk about right now. <laughs> um, yeah. The idea of America, Team America, bringing home a win at UTMB, where do you sit with that? I mean, I know you'd like to be that guy, but yeah. like that, be you know, there's people who talk about being the first, or mm-hmm. can we do it at all, or, yeah, thoughts we, on that?
0: We definitely can do it. Okay. It, uh, it's a matter of time. Do I need to be the first? No. Okay. I, My friend and uh, um, crew chief, uh, Dre, she's reading uh, Tommy Cal- Caldwell's book right now, and um, the push maybe but it's talking about the dawn wall and mm. I, I saw a lot of parallels in that and like it starts off the book with something like seven years three months 400 or 200 days and you know it's when he finally did it and i was like if that's me if i'm looking back and it's like eight years 300 <laughs> 11 months and 222 days and then i finally can say i was a ut and being champion i'm fine with that okay. like there could be seven other americans before me it uh I don't need to be that first pioneer, if you if you will. But um, I, I think it's just a matter of time. We're figuring out how to train properly for this. I think that uh, a big thing also is people are realizing that when you come over to the valley, as tempting as it is to go up to all of these places, keep it chill because yeah. you can blow your race because you just want to experience everything. And especially if you can't be here for the whole summer prepping. Um, I think that's a, a something that we've started to, to realize and recognize.
1: Yeah. Terrain FOMO.
0: Yeah, terrain FOMO, uh, which is really hard. As I mean, as you can see right now on this cloudless day, I mean, it's ridiculous, right? Yeah, yeah. Those
1: mountains are talking to you. They
0: they are definitely calling.
1: Wait till Friday to talk back. I
0: I put them on hold.
1: (laughs) Well, good luck to you. Thank you. And we look forward to watching you make your well. I guess it's going to be your third and three quarters. Third and three
0: quarters journeys around the
1: mountain. Yeah, it's been like three years now. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Good luck. Thanks.